This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, December 14th. We're your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Joined by my co host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how was your weekend? Yeah, you know, as always, it's only one day. I only get Sunday, but it was relaxing. I slept most of the day away, been exhausted from a long week of work. And uh, Saturday, I attempted to go to my nephew's birthday, but we got hit with a snow and ice storm. So the roads were pretty crap. So I had to crap out and tap out and turn around because uh, when your car, even with good tires, is all over the road, it's uh, usually best not to... Uh, push that exactly so. and so you know we're in the middle of your weekend luckily you get today off as well but i do uh, yeah yeah and so. already started it off right I already hit the gym today so that's good and uh you know not without some uh, technical bugs it's the second time i've used the uh the macbook uh for the show so uh hopefully the angle's good and everything connects well we'll find out here today as the day goes on yeah compared to the old mac it looks good it sounds good uh i think uh, we might have a winner on our hands yeah we do it's just now it's a weird angle because like the mac was you know so big and the camera was up that it looked down you could see everything now this thing is just like straight on you it's just <laughs> we're eye level now you can't even tell what i'm wearing and by the way today i'm, I'm sporting the abs today um, the former owner, owner passed away yesterday, so oh, no. kind of important yeah. for that. So, Very cool. Yeah. Nice little tribute. Well, let's go ahead and kick <laughs> things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host. Tony, if you were laid off of your job due to everything that's going on right now mm-hmm. and needed to come up with, uh, you know, make an income pretty quickly, what would you do to... Uh, you know, basically make that transition and, and uh, you know, start a new life and make some income? Uh, well, right out the gate, I would uh, I would uh, start a cartel and I'd be a big drug addict. I wouldn't do that. No, you never that, sample I mean, your I'm own stuff. It's going to go something crazy like that. <laughs> uh, what I would do is if I had to go get another job, if I got laid off, I'd probably do something uh, short term like Uber or Lyft or DoorDash or something something silly just to get and i'm not saying it's silly if you do that by the way i'm not knocking it i'm just saying for an easy income i have a good vehicle that i could get around and do that it it would be something quick and simple i could do 
All right, fair enough. Well, here's something to consider. When a teacher lost her $27,000 a year job during the current events, she decided on a drastic career change. Riley Summers from Los Angeles was in desperate need of income. She decided to turn to Instagram modeling as a way to make money, and thankfully, social media users couldn't get enough of her sexy photos. I can't get enough. I'm hot for teacher. <laughs> the influencer now boasts more than 1.2 million followers on her at Riley.tv platform, and she shares premium saucy pictures on nudies, too. I guess nudies is a platform. The 23-year-old said, I lost my job, which led to some doors opening that I didn't expect. Riley added, I'm very new to social media, but I really love it. I'm especially enjoying the opportunities it gives me to be sexy and fun, but still keep up a sort of barrier or boundary between my followers and me. It's made me feel so comfortable I get an adrenaline rush every time I post a naughty picture. Nowadays, Riley earns $6,000 a week online. She also loves Ooh. all the attention she gets from her legion of adoring fans. Riley said we can engage with fans and make them feel special, even if their lives in reality probably aren't all that special. It's pretty good being likable based entirely off of my looks. Even though Riley is currently in a relationship, she's constantly inundated with requests from potential suitors. She said, I get marriage proposals all the time. There's this one guy who comments with a very well-written poem on every single photo of mine. It's sweet and it makes me laugh. I also love the si very simple comments, like when people ask if they can butter my biscuits. <laughs> That's so sweet. See, I was a teacher, but now like everyone's so nice to me. Like, you know, I just don't know what it is. I constantly am getting asked out. People want to butter on the biscuits. Uh, you know, they've offered me all kinds of things. One guy even offered me a pearl necklace. And I was like, well, I don't know. That necklace might look kind of nice. Uh -huh. <laughs> Idiot. I mean, good on her for making the money doing yeah. that. Um, but, dude. It's a lot of there's a lot of hornballs out there, man. There are, yeah, a lot of creepy people. Yeah. Got to be creepers. Really man. watch out for video them. store. The dudes that would go in that back room, there was some creepy deepies, man. <laughs> I don't know what the hell a deepie is, but there you go. Well, good on her for making use of her, yeah. lack of a better term, well, assets. And and I got to say, too, man, it, I say this. I think I've said this on the show before, but $27,000 for a teacher is just BS salary, man. Teachers need to make way more money than they, they get. And unfortunately, you know, right now, computers, they, all they have to do is stand from a computer and just have to get the curriculum out there. And it's hard to reach the students that way. But uh, to make this world better, I, I really think teachers should make more. I, it's, it's sad. We've actually had a lot of teachers uh, that got laid off during this pandemic and they've come to work at Costco. And one even said they make more at Costco than they do teaching, yeah, which is crazy yeah. to me. It, it's sad. It, it's it is. Yeah. It's sad. We should we even shouldn't make more than teachers. I don't I don't think at all. <laughs> well, in any case, you know, hopefully uh, you know, the teachers that but are But I don't control it just cuz I just cuz I preach my opinion, it doesn't change things. But exactly. I'm Nothing in corners, we can do. Teachers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks, it is Monday. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Briefly, I hate Mondays. Hate them. Therefore, I decree from this day forward, there will be no more Mondays. Since there are still Mondays, you know, we're going to make it the best of it as we can. As we do on Mondays, we have Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. We have a segment called Home Unknown. Our call-in topic, <laughs> call topic is uh, Christmas on the Cheap. We have a segment called It's a Trap. 
We end up oh, today is it a trap? with This Day in History. It's a trap! And up next, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, December 14th. Now we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you are a former teacher turned Instagram sexy model, whatever it is we want to know about it. Give us a call at Phoenix Media or uh, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. The mute was almost there, yeah. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, December 14th, and here's your Filippo Fast Five. All right, we start out, as I said, I'm wearing abs gear today, not only because I love the abs, but uh, former abs president uh, Pierre Lacroix had passed away yesterday. Uh, It doesn't say from what, but unfortunately, um, he passed away. He led, uh, actually, fun fact, he led um, the first major sports team, a championship in uh, Colorado. So uh, the abs were the first team to do it, I think, back in 96, and then the the Broncos won – two Super Bowls after that. Well, and that, what was crazy is when they came from Montreal as the Nordiques, they uh, actually came out and uh, won in their first season as the Colorado Avalanche. So very cool, fun, useless hockey trivia. Now here's the fun thing is the Filippo fast five thing. Here we go. A uh, lot of, a lot of stuff going on on one screen here. Usually I have two to finagle. Uh, the hands made tale is renewed for a fifth season. So if you're into that show, Hey, it's coming back. Steel Magnolias actress Carol Sutton dies of COVID-19. Sad. Uh, that thing is just taking out some of the older cast here. Star Wars Rogue One, Rogue Squadron, Rogue One, <laughs> Rogue Squadron movie won't be based on the movies or won't be, mo- won't be based on the games, but it is f- influenced by them. So uh, that one's going to be directed by Patty Jenkins. and uh, Of Wonder Woman yeah, fame. So that'll be cool. Cyberpunk 2077 runs so terribly on the PS4 and Xbox One that its creator is offering refunds. So if you bought Cyberpunk on anything that's not a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, eh, you might uh, might want to skip that game. It doesn't seem like they put much effort into it that one. It terrible. And lastly, a bonus one, which is kind of poopy, but the Kansas City Chiefs have won their fifth straight AFC West Division title. Hey, but... The Broncos did win and look good yesterday. And surprisingly, the Chargers won yesterday. The only team that lost yesterday was the Nevada Raiders. So, and they didn't just lose. They had their ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, they did. So, I digress. That was that. But we'll still stay in the realm of sports. Um, 
The Cleveland Indians are about to be no more. They are going to change their name after 105 years. So now, as of now, they are called the Cleveland baseball team. Lame. I hope they really pick something else. But Really uh, original. After, Yeah, real original. The Cleveland baseball team. Um, the uh, Native American groups uh, thought that it was racist, so, and they got criticized. So last year they got rid of uh, Chief Wahoo, the infamous Indians logo. Um, they still rolled with uh, the Indians name. Uh, the Cleveland team is just uh, something that uh, this is huge because, I mean, you think of a team after 105 years being called the Cleveland Indians, uh, you know, it's definitely an end of an era there in Cleveland. So it'll be interesting to see what they become. Not sure um, any potential things. Somebody said there was a rumor they may call themselves the Cleveland Blue Sox because you already have the Chicago White Sox, the, the Boston Red Sox, you have your red, white, blue. <laughs> you have all American right. colors of the Sox there. So I don't know. What's your take on this, bro? I read that uh, originally before they were the Indians, they were known as the Cleveland Spiders, which, uh, eh, you know, not all Cleveland that great. Cleveland but... Spiders. <laughs> I, you know, it's tough. You know, I, I can see where the Redskins, you know, maybe needed to change things yeah. around, but they named the Indians. You know, it, it, it you're, you're splitting hairs at this point. I mean, it's, uh, I, yeah, I, I could, I, I could ramble on for a long time, but ultimately, you know, it's, it's a name that's been a tradition for 105 years. How, yeah, it, it's not my, um, in my area of influence, whether or not it's yeah. uh, offensive or not. So I don't know if I can really speak to it. Yeah, I can't say. Um, I just, I do, I got to say, and I, I did like the logo growing up. I always thought yeah. it was synonymous with baseball, and I loved the movie Major League, so it all kind of tied together for me. But definitely a, a bummer, um, but it'll be interesting to see. Just please don't call yourself the Cleveland baseball team. No, no. And please, Washington, even though you're number one in the NFC East, please, please don't keep that name. Like, please get a real name. Right. Um, I digress, and let's actually move on to real entertainment that's not sports. But I love sports. I can talk sports for, for hours. Um, well, the, the good old box office report for this week, no surprise, the Croods in New Age continues to lead a box office, and they went unopposed. Not a single movie came out this week nope. to, to challenge them. So uh, no surprise that they won. So the Croods came in, uh, bringing their total to 24.2. Half Brothers, uh, number two, never heard of that movie, but uh, second place, uh, its total is now up to $1.38 million. Um, Elf, number three, Freaky, is number four. The War with Grandpa still kicking, number five. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, number six. The Polar Express, number seven. Oh, my life is number eight. Wonder Woman, the original one, is back on at number nine. And come play the little creepy kid in the iPad, number 10. <laughs> so uh, the box office, I think, is going to get a new number one this week. Uh, Monster Hunter comes out on Thursday, the Mila Jovovich uh, video game adaptation. So that should be really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know about really good movie, but hopefully really good for the next couple weeks for the box office because we got that. Then you got Wonder Woman 84. Then we're back to like that dry spell. So, yep. <laughs> you know, the box office and I have a lot going on in common, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Long dry spells. Put it together. I'm not going to say it in case there's kids watching, but 
you get the drift. So. All right. Oh, goo. Streaming is about to get a lot more expensive. Uh, yeah, I'm going to move the clock here so I know not to ramble for too long. Uh, the Disney threw down the gauntlet to its competitors last week with a slate of remarkable programming on Disney Plus, along some eye popping subscriber numbers and forecasts. Fans of Disney Plus will have roughly 10 new series from Marvel and Star Wars, alongside a cornucopia of other content. Disney plans on spending between 14 billion and 16 billion across billion dollars. It's streaming services to make all those shows and movies. Someone has to pay for all that content and that someone is probably you and me. If Disney wants to achieve its forecast of hitting profitability in all fiscal 2024, it has to raise its prices. It said it will do that on March and after that it'll likely have to do it again. Increasingly, streaming is, in general is taking a greater share of the consumer's wallet. It's not just Disney raising their prices. Netflix has already announced a price increase, and other competitors may have to do the same to produce the kind of content Disney showed it could while remaining staple business. Take HBO Max, for example. The service from CNN's parent company announced earlier this month it will stream movies on HBO Max the same day they drop in theaters. Whether that becomes the norm or that's just a quick solution during the pandemic has yet to be seen. But if it becomes a permanent strategy, consumers will likely see subscription prices raise over the next few years. Producing a major blockbuster like Wonder Woman 1984 isn't cheap. So, um... You know, this is no surprise. I think you kind of have to. It's the it, – it, obviously, if you're going to put this, you can't put something cheap out. It does cost money to make. You know, as long as it doesn't get to the point where you have so many streaming services that it's, like, more ridiculous than cable. Because the whole point of streaming was great because it cut the cable. You got what you needed off of that. But uh, I don't know, man. What's your take on it? You know, I if the increases are, are nominal, for instance, Netflix is going up by a buck here in January. Uh, I would assume that Disney's going up by maybe a buck or so. Uh, luckily, HBO Max is staying right there. But uh, for all of those streaming services, it's still more affordable than cable to us. And we still get everything that uh, we want from cable and more. So uh, for now, I think it's okay. But if it starts creeping up into that price range, eh, I might have to look at cutting a couple of the services. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, I, I'm fortunate enough with my Verizon bill, I get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus rolled into it. Um, it saved me 10 bucks, so why not? So three of those services are just rolled in. And then even with Spotify, I pay for that, but that comes with Hulu as well. So I'm like double set up on Hulu, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of weird. But, you know, you definitely, you look for the deals, and I and I agree with you. You got to look at what you use, like I honestly don't – I watch Netflix, but I don't watch it as much as I used to. Disney Plus, of course, I watch more often because of Mandalorian. So, mm-hmm. you know, here nor there, that's uh, what's upcoming. And, you know, we'll talk more of upcoming shows and things like that coming out because I got 20 seconds before end of segment. So let's dance on to the birthdays, baby. It's my I had to to tie in some yesterday birthdays just to stretch it. (laughs) That's all right. Ooh, look what you made her do. I don't know about you, but she's no longer 22. That's a love story, so just say shake it off. She's still a young 31. I'm talking my imaginary lover. Taylor Swift is 31. You know who's feeling 22? The favorite target of Russell Wilson. 
He netted you 15 points in fantasy football yesterday, but today he is 22. That's DK Metcalf. Only 22 and already, man. What a stud out I there. I know. Uh, this Wanda was living in color before being unchained and electric. His name is Ray Dejan- Ray Django, Steeman Willie Beeman. Jamie Foxx is 53. This legendary dick has had a long stretch of life, but don't get ahead of yourself. This guy liked popping with Mary. Then he did the bang bang, the chitty chitty kind. Relax, everybody. I'm talking Dick Van Dyke. He's a young 95. <laughs> Wake up. Wake her up inside before she goes under. You only call her when you're sober because you're so immortal. Don't forget to use your imaginary. Evanescence lead singer Amy Lee is 39. Uh, the drummer of the Lone Rangers went on to get crazy eyes and homeless, but then a big daddy um, found him, and he got in a herd of debt before being called up to stop a killer asteroid. Um, I, my handwriting or my typing was really bad, apparently. Um, and in anyways, he ended up changing his name to Mr. Lambert. Mr. Lambert, do you have a dog? And he became a werewolf. Steve Buscemi is 63. And... Oh, I still have two more. Okay, be quick. Daughter of the terminating commando of the jungle, slaying predators and stopping all true lies. Wife of Star-Lord, Catherine Schwarzenegger is 31. And lastly, this damn Yankee is an avid hunter and rocker and has a, a wicked case of cat scratch fever. Don't like him? No, no worries. He'll put you in a stranglehold. Ted Nugent is 73. That is your celebrity birthdays for yesterday and today. Happy birthday, you crazy kids. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, Tony's going to take us through Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a minute. After these messages, we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, December 14th. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, if you need us uh, to get a hold of us on social media, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now, being that it's Monday, and as we like to do on Mondays, is explore just the craziness of kids, the crazy things they say, or their interactions with parents. Tony's here to take us through Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. <laughs> so I got to say, this week's is pretty good, man. The, I, we got this off uh, the uh, old board panda here. And uh, and, and I, I got to ask if you can relate to this. Have you ever... Um, just said something and you just thought how stupid why is this kid why is my kid crying have you said anything like that like something as simple as saying darth vader is a bad guy and then that gets your kid (laughs) crying have you or the golden gate bridge isn't really golden and it just makes him cry anything like that for the boys i'm sure i have but nothing in particular comes to mind i think it's more about uh you know 
telling them to do something or not to do something that uh, you would normally seem, you know, would think to be is uh, menial, but for them it's, you know, the end of the world. It's the world, right. Yeah. That, that That's great, man. I, did, I can't recall if I've done that to the nephews or the nieces ever in my life. I, I'm sure I have. I mean, I am a little sarcastic bastard sometimes, so <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. But uh, here we got uh, Henpet Tao. He had done this post and got everybody to start chiming in. So he said, things that made my toddler cry this week. I wouldn't let the dog drive him to daycare. The bath was too wet. He wanted syrup for breakfast, just syrup. His sister keeps looking at him. He wants shoes like his friend Jacob. There is no Jacob. How about your kids? So this is what spent. This is what spun the topic. So here's the replies. Here um, would help if I actually. Apparently, I have to turn on the uh, filter so I can read the stuff. So <laughs> the ad blocker. I, I do blocker. sometimes like the reader, so that way I don't get all the ads. But it shuts everything down, so I have to do the ads. Here nor there at Blonde Eye Horace Twitter user. Once I had to shave my head because of a haircut accident, kids went crying to mom asking why daddy was going to prison. So <laughs> the kid apparently just assumed, like, if you're bald-headed, you're, you're a criminal. So I guess you you got to have hair and you're not a crook. So <laughs> go figure. <laughs> um, at a Twitter user, at Carrie. It's Carrie. I wouldn't let her stab me with the knife. She somehow got off the counter. Fatality. That's. I can relate to that. I had the I had the little uh, gremlin uh, kid that I'm not going to say his name in case they <laughs> family <laughs> listens or something. But that little kid tried to come at me and told me he was going to stab me, and I was like, "Why right, won't Dexter? you let me Whoa. kill you?" But I just want to stab you because you won't let me watch TV. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, this one. Me with uh, uh, Deanna Rob, Twitter user. Me with my five-year-old. I misidentified a Taurosaurus as a Triceratops. Both have three horns, WTF. I mispronounced Paracerellophus. I accidentally said archaeologist instead of paleontologist then kept it up out of spite even after he corrected me he likes dinosaurs uh, i can tell <laughs> i can tell you know that was uh do you wonder if that was our friend everett like he, he's a big dinosaur guy to this day yeah. he's a huge dinosaur yeah. guy I, I could probably see him like knowing the dinosaur stuff and correcting his parents i figured it was either that or he was a big yeah. jeff goldblum fan yeah no he's definitely a dinosaur guy okay. so right. Ev, you'll have to let us know if you're watching, buddy. Um, at Lindsey Perry 831, the vacuum was on and he turned it on. The dog ate his cracker after he shoved it in the dog's mouth. I wouldn't let him help me clean up the dog poop, and he tried in any way using his bare hand. Ooh, and he cried for it. Why do I have to do this? Oh, that one was good, man. Poor Lindsey Perry. Children. That one's rough. I, like, pictured the kid picking up the dog crap, like, with his hand. That's nasty. Yeah, it's amazing how irrational kids can be. Yeah. But you said I could do that in my little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, at Goheen Page, she cried all day because she didn't like the shirt she put on. And she dressed herself. 
I don't like this shirt anymore. Oh, to be fair, as an adult, I, I've done that. I've put on a shirt and then halfway through the day realized, why the hell did I put this on? I didn't cry. Yeah, but... I did. yeah, I didn't cry either when I put on that Tesla shirt that looked like a giant penis. It just looked like a big Dick Van Dyke in my face. <laughs> it's a TV show, kids. Come right. on. Yeah, more Mama1410. Uh, Twitter, uh, She's that. that's her Twitter user handle. I told him he wasn't in kindergarten. He's three. He wanted to wear his parka to school. Daddy handed him his stuffed animal. Daddy poured his milk. Daddy talked to him. We're in a serious mommy-only phase right now. So anything dad does, nope, don't don't want nothing to do with him. It's definitely all about mom. That poor dad. That poor dad yeah. just feeling unwanted and unloved. Anything he tries yeah, what, to do. How do you think your dad feels, young man? Jeez. Right. Oh, at Adapa69. My kid nice. once woke me up in the middle of the night to tell me not to cut pineapple slices too thick. We did not have any pineapple in the house at the time. Hmm. Okay, I won't cut the pineapples. Were you dreaming <laughs> of some more tropical young man? I, I don't know. Could be. Oh, geez. Okay. At make statements, ask questions, Twitter user. My one twin asked me if he was a twin if he was the twin who split in two because he was older, I said, y'all both the same age. He said, yes, but I'm older. And he is by like 10 seconds. And the other cried because he didn't want to be the little brother. <laughs> this is when they were babies. Oh, I'm not the baby brother. I'm 10 seconds older. I think twins definitely have that because I've known a few twins growing up. And there is always the one that's like, yeah, but I'm like, I'm like 15 seconds older than you, so I'm, <laughs> I'm technically the older brother, and it's true. Yeah, you, you, one is definitely older than the other, just even if it's by seconds. So. Exactly. Poor kids. Sincerely, Mayhem says she's currently screaming because I took away her cup after she fell asleep with it. I tried to clean her nose. She, I wouldn't let her play with the scissors. I wouldn't let her crawl into the fireplace. And I didn't let her eat the toilet paper. <laughs> Man, this Samantha just must be a really bad mom not to let her kid do any I of know, those things. No, I mean, it, it is okay, sweetie. Just play with scissors. Just, you know, aim it away from you, though, okay? It should no be every kid's right to be able to climb into the fireplace. Tough day. Yeah, I know. Come on. I was allowed to do that as a kid. I mean, right. granted, I got yelled at a lot, but still. You turned out just fine. Um, I, I turned out just fine. At K, KL Reader, um, I gave him the Pop-Tart that he popped, that he picked out. I told him not to stand on the back of the couch. I wouldn't let him chew on the dog toys. I wouldn't let him beat his brother with my hairbrush. I hugged him too long, and I wouldn't let him dig in the trash. I don't know. I mean, sounds sounds like you were an unreasonable parent and your kid had every right to be his brother with the hairbrush. <laughs> well, and just think for every parent out there who does put these restrictions on their kids, there are parents out there that would let their kids do this. And that makes you wonder even that much more. Exactly. It does. And lastly, Indie Girl said, I folded the kid's burrito wrong and her black pants were too black. Mm. First world problems, yep. man. First world problems. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. When we come back, we have a segment called Home Unknown. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, December 14th. Well, it is the last segment of the first hour of the show. There's still plenty ahead with our second hour ahead of us. Now, if you did miss a portion of the show or want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now in this segment that we've titled Home Unknown, Tony and I offline have uh, talked recently about, uh, you know, the home buying process and whether it's good to buy, good to rent, whatever it may have been. And we've both owned homes throughout our lives But the question is, Tony, is there anything you would have done differently in your first go around in buying a home? I'm glad you asked that question, Christian. That is a fantastic one. Hell yes, I would have. And let me tell you why. First house I bought, we bought, we felt rushed. Now, and the thing is, is we weren't rushed. We were just antsy on ourselves. Now we lived with my ex-sister-in-law, Mandy, awesome gal, still tight with her to this day. Shout out to you, Mandy. Um, she was nice enough to let us stay. We, we paid very minimum rent. Like it was, I mean, we only had a room and yeah, you're sharing a house with a newborn baby. My nephew, Eric at the time, you know, was just an infant. And then Mandy and uh, her husband, Keith, um, not an overly big house, but, uh, you know, it worked and we were really respectful of another each other. Sometimes you'd step on each other's toes for it to be a little smaller. Here or there, we felt rushed to go find a house, which we really had all the time we needed. So at the time, the market was red hot. Not like crazy right now where you'd put in a bid and then like your piece of poop, I had to watch my (laughs) mouth, house was like at the time, and this is 2003, yeah, about 2003-ish, 2004, um, houses in Colorado were going as low as like 175 and and at the time, 200000 seemed like, oh, that's too much money. Like, that'd be a bargain now. But back then, you know, it was a little bit. So we got rushed, and we ended up buying uh, – we settled. We kept seeing houses that were too out of our price range, yada, yada, yada. Every house was a piece of crap, yada, yada. We, we saw the potential in this buy level. That was red flag number one. Nobody likes buy levels. No, <laughs> we found this out too late. So you go into a buy level, you have a choice, up or down. That's it. So we bought a buy level and the house was a piece of crap as far as like we thought my ex-wife and I thought we could fix this up. It would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Here's the hard lesson in hindsight. Never buy a house in a crappy neighborhood and think you're going to fix it up and get your money back. You are not. And if I would have known that, I would have run from this thing. The problem with it is, is we took a crap house, we made it beautiful, we revamped the flooring, we got a deck built, we painted it, yeah, we made it look awesome. But the problem is, you take the nicest house and make it, uh, you can make it the nicest house, but if it's in a crap neighborhood and your neighbor has got like 10 cars in their backyard and they're meth addicts having sex every day at noon, good for them, (laughs) but... You're just not going to get your return on investment. We bought it for one, 
I think 175 and we ended up uh, barely about breaking even. I think we sold it for 178 or, and that was in 2007. Next house we were much smarter on. So um, so we got lucky on the second go around. But the first time, wow, man. Wow. <laughs> so my advice to anyone going to be a first time home buyer, take your time. Do the research. Learn the neighborhood. Don't just buy unseen. I mean, it's great to have a vision for something, but wow. Yeah, there is that. Yeah. See, uh, I'm glad you asked that. I could rant about that, but I want to trim it and not steal the whole segment. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there is an old adage that uh, you're, you're better off buying the worst house in a good neighborhood versus the best house in a bad neighborhood. And I think that sort of, uh, you know, St- fell preach, in line for you. Preach. Exactly. That's truth, man. How about you? I know, like, uh, you guys have had some uh, houses in, uh, I mean, absolutely uh, love the one you had in SoCal, though. Yeah, it was a great house. Now, the only problem was that, uh, and of course, being our first house, we thought it was a little strange that uh, the real estate agent only wanted to meet there to show us the house pretty early in the morning, like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning. At the time, we thought nothing of it. We loved the house, went through, signed all the paperwork, ended up buying it, quickly discovered why she wanted to meet us at that time. Turns out we were right underneath the flight plan of uh, planes coming into John Wayne Airport. And so uh, all day, every day, till about 10 o'clock at night where they stopped service. Every couple minutes, airplane coming overhead, airplane coming overhead. And so, uh, yeah, we got used to it eventually, but uh, it was one of those things that uh, had we given it a little more thought, maybe we wouldn't have ended up there. Yeah, no, it, I, again, I, 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 that was going to say, that's the only thing I really thought, aside from that one time when I climbed Rattlesnake Mountain on the other side, didn't realize it was full of rattlesnakes. Uh, that was a fun little hike. You got a great view of uh, Orange County from up there. <laughs> yeah. Smog. Oh, there's Disney World. I mean, Disneyland. Whee. <laughs> exactly. That was good. Well, yeah. have a couple more tips. You, but you had an In-N-Out burger right down the street, too. That yeah, we did. That badass. was pretty delicious. And all those donut shops. Yeah. And the broken yoke. I mean, come on, man. That was a bitching area where you lived. I loved it. I loved visiting you. That there. part was great. But, not, uh, yeah. not that I don't love visiting you when I go home to Nevada, but you know, <laughs> the palm trees and all that good stuff. It was great. Yeah. Tried to take a nap in the middle of the day. Not so easy. Not happening, man. Not happening. Well, we've got a few tips for people who are looking to uh, buy their first home and some things to keep in mind before they sign on the dotted line and tell their realtor. Shut up and take my money. For instance, (laughs) save more than just the down payment. You'll have other home costs that you'll need to cover. You'll also need money for closing costs, a year's worth of home insurance, and private mortgage insurance if you put down less than 20%. You're going to spend so much more money than you think. Budget at least $2,000 for things like storage bins, extra hand towels, cleaning supplies, and impromptu Home Depot runs. Uh, I absolutely agree. It's... There are so many unknowns, especially when buying your first house. And if you're going from an apartment to a home, just think you got to fill that house with something. And what you had in your apartment probably won't fill it. No, absolutely. That's uh, kind of the thing I'm watching my uh, aunt and uncle go through right now. They're buying their first house together and, and they're they're constantly like right now they're just buying stuff and, and they're getting excited. It's that excited phase. But once you go in, then then the real fun's going to happen. It's the decorating, like, oh, we need that. Oh, this would look good in this room. Oh, we need to do this. Like, luckily, theirs is a new build, so they won't have a lot of the trials and tribulations you get when buying a used home because 
you're always going to be some type of style that the previous owner had that you're not going to like. Yeah. Or in my case, in my second house, which due to divorce is why we sold that. Otherwise, we probably could have sold that thing for a pretty penny. Um, but the but the dude that uh, that bought it from us, like when it went up for sale, and I knew better not to look, but I looked. And that thing, they made a crap ton of money off of it, way more than we did. <laughs> and uh, and they did nothing. Everything we did was still there, like all the designs, all the oh. paint, all the. Yeah, they benefit. Like, they, they literally rode our coat coattails to a fortune. So yeah, oh. yeah, life, baby. Yeah, it's life. All, all about the market. Now, uh, speaking of markets, now obviously there are more and more. Uh, self-employed folks, uh, just with everything that's going on. If you are self-employed, plan in advance uh, is you know just extra important. This person said, I've owned three homes. I just bought the third. My advice is if you are self-employed, take a year to work with an accountant to get things squared away. It is much harder to secure a mortgage when you're self-employed, and it's much harder to prove your income, which is absolutely true um you know when you've got a regular paycheck and a w-2 and all of that it's a little bit easier um than you know if you're just self-employed and have to deal with you know the little receipts and things you know that come with that oh absolutely you know there's a lot like everyone thinks you could just uh run out and just you know when you go buy a house like it's it costs a lot of money you gotta have this is when they say save you definitely got to have some stuff set aside and you know and i'm not against it uh, for me being a single guy right now it's uh just renting is easy for me i don't i don't have anything to show for it if i need to move and sell so on that hand that's a huge negative and uh disappoints my grandpa immensely <laughs> i've heard i've heard through the grapevine he's not too proud of me in that department but that's okay you know, I'm able to go do a lot of things. So you got to fit it for your lifestyle. I would advise don't bite off more than you can chew and definitely, you know, look, you know, don't go chasing the biggest house in the in the world because uh, you got to think the property taxes, the energy bill, uh, the insurance, everything that comes with that. It, it, gets a little pricier, you know? And then the other thing you don't want to chase are, you know, the big trend is flipped homes. Well, it's almost like lipstick on a pig. You know, don't get too starry-eyed over a flipped home that looks pristine and polished on the outside. So many flippers slap on cosmetics and ignore major problems. I already knew this before buying my six, 1963 Cutie Forever home, but I was not expecting to get hit with a $15,000 plumbing issues three months after closing. Moral of the story is, a flip may look and feel like brand new, but you might pay top dollar for nothing more than fixtures. Well, folks, that does it for the first hour. When we come back, we've got our interactive portion of the show, Christmas on the Cheap. What do you do if you don't have all the money in the world to get stuff for your friends and family? We want to hear from you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in about seven minutes. Enjoy. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last deal. 
Radio show on this Monday, December 14th. Now we're your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Tony San Filippo. Tony, do you have time for your smoothie this morning? You know it, buddy. <laughs> nice. I'm jealous. I'm uh, a little thirsty. I had need a little. Oh, uh, why didn't you go get something to drink? Did you at least go get water? Oh yeah, I got water. I've got. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I know. I got a plethora of stuff. I, I re-up my tea. I uh, got my smoothie. I've got my emergency for the vitamin C of the day. So you know, I'm good to, in between. I'm gonna do my best to just drink these things uh, in between segments. So you're not, you guys don't constantly watch me drink. Uh, I mean, the tea helps uh, soothe the throat. My sister uh, messaged me yesterday and was like, what kind of tea do you drink? And I told her um, this particular box was yogi tea. Okay. And it was just stress. It was stress relief. That that was what was on the box. And and at the, well, I guess when I bought it, I was stressed. It, well, what work, <laughs> it is stressful. Um, and she goes, well, what that bleep kind of flavor is that? And I'm like, I don't know. I add honey to it. It's just tea. It was the first box I grabbed. That was kind of it. I don't know if I have a particular favorite tea or anything, but I do like putting honey in it with the the with everything. It does uh, make for talking for two hours much easier. So, <laughs> well, I, I love that stress relief flavor. You know, I add stress relief flavoring to my uh, uh, barbecue rubs. I add it to uh, <laughs> just, just about everything. So, oh, these rib. <laughs> oh. Gotta get all that breath relief in there. <laughs> and needless to say, uh, with all of those <laughs> hydration options, you're going to be peeing like a champion later. Oh, that is what in between the breaks are for. Which you <laughs> exactly. see, which you don't see off the cameras, you know, or <laughs> off air. Well, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners, on whatever our topic of the day might be. Now, we do uh, try to solicit that uh, you guys call in 24 hours in advance, which is why we give the topic for the next day on the Phoenix line at 855 Phoenix Radio. That's 855 F E N I X R D O or 855 336 4973. And of course, if you do uh, put your comment or suggestion or story in for whatever the next day's topic is, you are entered into a chance to win uh, some Phoenix fan gear. We'll do a drawing once a month for those who have called in, and the winner gets a Phoenix Media hat t-shirt maybe some other goodies as well and i gotta say lacy when you get yours congratulations on winning the very first ever one but yeah uh, once you get the fan gear and stuff or your winnings uh you'll have to post it on our page so we could see it absolutely yeah we love seeing it of course it's it's going to be stylish it's not going to be uh um you know generic or uh, you know we, we took great care in putting it together but with all of that That's being good. said, let's get to Ooh. today's topic. And of course, you can always comment live on our Facebook live video over at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R. Just click into the live video, comment there. And again, today's topic is Christmas on the Cheap. 
What do you get your friends and family when uh, your pocketbooks hit a little hard? You know, obviously they say it's the thought that counts, but at the same time, you want to give them something physical that they can love, cherish, or use. Tony, anything come to mind? Uh, Maybe something in the past where, you know, money was a little tight for you or money was tight for somebody else, but they gave you just an awesome gift. Yeah, um, but before we go into that, I just got to say it made me think of, well, you're like, it's the thought that counts. Instantly, the song Dick in a Box just popped in my head. It's just a dick in a box. Anyway, <laughs> step one. We ain't FCC regulated, so there you go. Um, I digress. It makes me laugh every time. Sorry. Um, but yeah, you know, I actually, every year I try to, it's hard, you know, because I have so many friends and family that you want to get everybody something and you got to be careful not to spoil too much on one. And cause you, you have to stick within a budget or you're going to go or you like after the holidays, you're going to be looking at your credit card statement like, Ooh, probably shouldn't have done so much, <laughs> you know, in the moment it's nice to give, but then when you're paying the bill, sometimes it's a little rough. So with that being said, what I do nowadays is definitely try to get stuff like on a black Friday, cyber Monday deals, kind of take advantage of those. Um, <clears throat> clearance uh places like ross tj maxx you know stuff that'll still sell real good quality goods at low prices i mean you know like for example i'm gonna out myself this abs jersey you know it's authentic it's an official fanatics abs jersey i'm sure when this bad boy was on sale or or when it came out it was probably along the lines of 50 60 bucks or more right as they typically are yeah got this on the rack at good old Ross, 14 bucks. Not, not, I'm not gonna bitch about it, and I'm not even gonna knock it. I don't care. Dress for less. Anyways, you gotta be a smart, savvy shopper, and I've learned that um, through the the ex-wife and you know, girls I've dated and stuff. If you're a little thrifty, you could stretch the dollar. Now, back before I didn't have money, and it was just the thought that count. It was. Uh, you wanted to be creative, you know, whether it was something you baked or, uh, you know, I've, I've had stuff like that. I've just something like as simple as you can't see it cause the camera's not there, but I have this, uh, Denver Bronco, uh, framed picture. I got two years ago from my, uh, sister Mulaney. She did, uh, she's a scratch artist and she did, uh, a Denver Bronco logo and it was scratch art and put it in this night. Well, this nice white frame, and she created it. And to me, that meant more than probably like uh, like a video game or something, you know? Right. Sometimes the most creative gifts are the most heartfelt, the thought process behind it mean a lot more. I think as an older person now, that's how I feel versus when I was a kid, it was about the toys and the, the electronics and yeah, I didn't want these damn underwear, you know? But I do very much live, and I, I'm very humble. Like, if I get nothing, that's fine. A simple message like a Merry Christmas, it, that's enough for me anymore. Exactly. Like, I don't really need anything, Yep. you know. But when I get stuff, it's awesome. Like, yeah, I'm very grateful, but it's not something I expect or, you know, even care. Like, if I gave, you know, you something, I don't expect something back. I just chose to give you something, you know, mm-hmm. so – and that's a great But a lot of people do have. feel obligated, though. They're like, oh, crap, I got to get them something. No, you don't. <laughs> Not me, at least. You're good. Well, folks, we do want to hear from you if you feel obligated or, you know, there's just something that, uh, you know, is, is a great sort of blanket gift to get for people. When money's a little tight, let us know. When we come back, it is all about you guys. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, December 14th. We are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers. Head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R. And our topic of the day is Christmas on the cheap. What do you get people when uh, money's a little bit tight or, uh, you know, it's uh, maybe you've received something from somebody who didn't have a lot of money, but it was just a wonderful personalized gift uh, that means more to you than if they had bought you a hundred dollar gift certificate to your favorite store. So that's what we're looking for. We do want to hear from you. Now, uh, Tony gave us, uh, you know, a couple suggestions or at least things that he had received in the past. Uh, one that came to mind for me is from my younger brother who, uh, you know, he's self-employed, obviously around this time of year, you know, money is that much tighter because you got to get stuff for everybody. And he came up with a wonderful suggestion. Now he is a graphic designer and uh, he owns a 3D printer. Obviously not everybody has access to something like that, but what he did was he essentially 3D printed uh, puzzles for everybody each one a different puzzle based on how he thought uh, they'd be able to do so you know for some of the people that he didn't think uh, might enjoy it as much it was an easier puzzle for somebody like me it was a little more intricate a little more difficult um, but uh, you know it had that nice little personal touch that really didn't cost him anything more than the filament it took to print it and obviously the time that it takes to print so that's sort of what we're looking for is you know christmas on the cheap what do you do when money is a little tight? Now, Tony, uh, on your end, has anybody commented in, uh, let you know either something that they've given when money's tight or something they've received from somebody that uh, didn't have all the money in the world? Oh, you're on mute, Tony. How dare you? <laughs> there we go. Unmute. Uh, yeah, um, Lacey chimed in. <clears throat> and don't worry, Lacey, I won't spill the... Uh... I won't spill my smoothie. It's not in the range of hand swinging motions, so we're, we're good. Probably good. Um, gift cards are uh, for are gift cards to both people and a couple to a restaurant so they can have a date night. I think that's a great way. You know, this goes back to our conversation the other day where some people don't like gift cards because they don't feel personable, but I think gift cards are great. Um, it allows you to go where you want to go, do what you want to do. Now, if it's to a restaurant and somebody really likes that, I think that's awesome, especially for a couple. I, am, I can only imagine. I'm obviously not in a relationship. Been in, I've been in many, been married. Um, when you can have time to just spend together is always time well spent, uh, especially I would imagine if you got kids, you know, if you can get someone to watch the kids, <laughs> you away. can actually get yeah. out and just be you guys together. I think that's fantastic. So wonderful gift idea. And, and I think that's awesome. Um, and very much. I really love, love that stuff. Yeah. And very much along the same lines, maybe not uh, like dinner, but a movie, a movie night out, you know, uh, a gift certificate to the local uh, theater with enough for some, you know, popcorn and snacks and things like that. You know, those are wonderful memories and things to do that uh, don't cost an arm and a leg. Yeah. You know, I, I always keep thinking of just the coolest gifts I've ever gotten have usually been, I, I love any gift I get, but it's sometimes those personable ones that, that you get. I was thinking about this today um, when I got back from the gym this morning, like even though my ex-mother-in-law 
gave like the crappiest gifts. She actually gave me one cool gift that I still use to this day. No kidding. Um, there's a yeah. When we were married, she did these rocks that you put outside your house. Just this big, nice little river rock stone thing engraved with with our last name. So it just says you know, San Filippo on it. It's just this rock just sits outside your house. Then she did it for all the kids. You know, well, obviously during the divorce, you know, the ex ain't going to take it with her. So I got to keep this rock. And to this day, it just, you know, I got right outside my town home. Um, I'm proud of my last name. It's very unique um, for the most part. Not too many San Filippos out there. I mean, there is if you really look, but uh, um, that I personally know, it's not a common one. So i mm-hmm. um, very proud of the weird one. And who doesn't like to spell it out? So, you know, personable gifts are always a nice thing, especially when you don't see it coming. You're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know. And speaking of, you know, personalized gifts, uh, there's probably no better website to go to than Etsy. You know, Etsy has some great gifts for affordable prices. For instance, you know, they've got a personalized relationship timeline that can chronicle everything from a first date to an engagement or any other small moment that felt monumental. Something uh, that this person would add to their own timeline, realize that he liked 80s music just as much as I do. And it's a fun, you know, sort of just very simple timeline, but it is personalized from the Paper Amore company on Etsy. And it runs about 25 bucks. So it won't break the bank, but it is, you know, very uh, thoughtful. You know, I was going to say thought provoking. It's not, but it's thoughtful for something to give to someone. Thought provoking. So. <laughs> you know, I mean, Go ahead. No, I was going to say, too, you know, this segment's so fun. I wish uh, we had more uh, participants on it. But, uh, you know, I I take what we get on it. And it's just, you know, I love the gift giving. I love seeing people's ideas. You know, something I did for uh, my ex last year. And what was kind of – it was really awkward. So it was like kind of – it was dual things. So we broke up right around Christmas time when we got each other all these gifts um, well, one of her big things and uh, was her, she her dog um, that she lost in her relationship before me. They'd like she didn't get to see the dog anymore. It meant the world to her. So what I did is I got the dog's picture from her Facebook page. And then I got some special socks made with the dog's face on it. And then I got uh, uh, Melanie, who did the scratch art for me, because that was one of my favorite gifts. I turned around and had I paid Mulaney to do a scratch art of her dog. Came out fantastic. Of course, when we broke up, I was like, "Well, what the f am I going to do with this?" Uh, so, but I was still going to give it to her, and I'm glad I did. You know, it was heartfelt. You know, I'm sure it made it made some it meant something to her. So that's great. You know, um, and then what was cool is she she got me a custom uh, Colorado Rockies jersey with. Uh, 81 on the back year I was born and then my last name. So that was personalized, really thought thoughtful. Um, you know, you incorporate, you know, three things that are, you know, that mean a lot to me. I love baseball, Rockies, and of course, uh, my, my name and the, uh, year I was born. Right. Of course, a Jersey like that, you don't get on the cheap. They're, uh, quite expensive but very she, cool she definitely was gift. a great gift giver i'll give her that man she <laughs> cheers to her so whatever dude she's with now i'm sure is going to enjoy the gifts that he gets so now here's something for the sweets lover in your life you know maybe they they're like me just love sweets and chocolates and cookies and things like that well you can get somebody a cadbury chocolate box stuck 
stuffed to the brim with 10 delicious full-sized bars, including the beloved Dairy Milk Caramel Bar. Plus, they're shipped directly from the UK, so their taste buds will feel just like riding the tube past Big Ben with every bite. And a box like that runs less than 20 bucks, and, uh, you know, it's chocolates and uh, things that you don't necessarily get here in the U.S. So it's a fun little international flavor. That's awesome, man. You know what I was, what I did when I was a front end soup, I don't know if they liked it, but I would get them, uh, you know, cause it's, it gets expensive to buy a group of people gifts, especially coworkers. Mm. Uh, but I would go and I got lucky, man. World market started carrying Kinder years ago. And that's like a European chocolate. And you can go to like Walmart now and you can get the Kinder Bueno. It's 99 cents. Fantastic. I highly recommend it. It's thin, light, delicious, leaves a good flavor in your mouth um but these little hippos they were little kinder filled hippos man they're awesome and i would get them for the staff and they loved them they're just like oh these are cool you know because they just they're not only are they just cute they're like these little hippos but oh filled with that uh fiero rocher flint oh dude just good oh you're making me hungry stuff man you're making me hungry yeah, so if you got a world market and you guys want to, you guys want to try what I'm talking about, they have them there. And before that, um, Kinder wasn't uh, allowed to be imported into the U.S. for some reason. Don't Very know strange. why. You could get it in Canada, you could get it in Mexico, you just couldn't get it in the U.S. And uh, the ex-wife, when she studied abroad, man, she would send me Kinder chocolate, man, and I just got this sweet, sweet tooth. And to this day. That's uh, that's a chocolate weakness for me. I'm not a big chocolate guy anymore, but if there's Kinder, I'm likely gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be eating some. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. And then finally, as we wrap things up, uh, you know, here is something that uh, again it sounds delicious, and I can think of half a dozen people that this would apply for. A Friends cookbook, the show Friends, for the pal who has watched every single episode uh, an unhealthy amount of times. This book makes it easy to whip up not-so-fine margaritas, engagement ring lasagna, and fried stuff with cheese, plus inside jokes are sprinkled throughout with each recipe, and it'll only run you about $9.82 on Amazon. So, uh, you know, it's... it's a, a fun gift for the people that you know love Friends, and it won't break the bank. That's a good idea because uh, on top of you being a big friends guy, it I think like the whole SOV for the most part are all episodes of friends because when I was over at Thanksgiving, they were quoting it. And for me, <laughs> I got most of it, but some of it went right over. <laughs> That's so. all right. And I'm going to be posting this list on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. So that way, if you are in that spot, you're looking for you know something on the cheap to get people. There's about 45 suggestions on here. So there's some great things to roll with. Now, before Absolutely. we head into the break, I want to give you guys the topic for tomorrow's call-in segment how it should have ended. Now, uh, we talked uh, last week about uh, TV shows, the worst series finales ever. We want your suggestions on what would have made it better. So uh, that is the topic for tomorrow. Give us a call on the Phoenix line and uh, let us know what uh, series finale you would have changed things around a little bit. When we come back, it is It's a Trap. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, December 14th. Now, we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our interactive topics of the day. And uh, tomorrow's topic is how it should have ended TV series. So if there's a uh, TV series that you thought, you know, they, they didn't give it quite the right ending, this is how I would have done it. We want to hear from you. Give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, wanted to talk about scammers, and we've aptly titled this segment. It's a trap. It's a trap. You know, it is that time of year that uh, scammers are more and more prevalent. Uh, everything from porch pirates to, you know, the people who uh, try to get you on the phone and say, uh, you know, your social security is uh, uh, having issues. What's your social security number? Or um, we're going to send police down to arrest you if you don't pay this bill immediately. You know, transfer oh. us X amount of dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, those are my favorite ones. It's it's so bad. Or, you know, they've even gotten so wise that, uh, you know, I get emails all the time from Netflix or PayPal to verify account details. But of course, you know, you look at the um, URL or the uh, email address that it came from, and it's just a long string of numbers. And clearly it didn't come from them. They're just trying to get that information. Tony, for you, can you think of any uh, scams that you actually fell for? Oh yeah, um, the timeshare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, I mean, that that's a legal biggest, scam. That was the biggest ripoff scam in the world. But I know that's not the topic because those you go in knowing that they're trying to sell you something, and but actually to fall for something where you're just like, oh man, why did I do that? Um, I don't have a good one off the top of my head because I'm pretty smart about not to do any of that stuff. Um, but I can tell you what's weird is uh, I did get a an, uh, a mail, a piece of mail. You had sent me a Christmas gift, so I finally checked my mail. Well, in there, there was a uh, letter from Tennessee. Someone in Tennessee is a realtor looking to buy my house out there. Apparently, I own a house in Tennessee, and Ooh. and I Googled the address. And then if you do if you do type it in Google, like who owns it and stuff, my name pops up. So it's kind of creepy. Uh, Interesting. But I've... Yeah, but I don't have it. It's not on my credit report. I've not gotten any flags. You know, I'm pretty well set up with uh, protection for that. So um, maybe it's just ironically the same name, and <laughs> it's just tied. I have no idea. I've never been to Tennessee. Couldn't couldn't tell you. Hey, so, you know, but um, I'm not stupid enough to call them and humor them about owning a house out there. Yeah, I'm not going to fall for that so yeah and ultimately oh. just be very careful in uh, you know the types of communication and double check you know who's uh, calling out to you definitely i do feel like you and i were scammers in high school uh, and we were getting paid to do it i feel like that teleperformance job oh, yeah. we had was a damn scam like come on we had to call like poor old people and sell burpees, home lifestyle seeds and outdoor fly fisherman subscriptions. What a joke. 
And again, those what are a joke, man. Those are more on the legal side of things. In this case, let's take a look at uh, scams that people actually fell for. It's a crap. For instance, uh, you know, I guess scammers come at all ages. This person put a short story from my childhood. Someone tried stealing my working NES system. Late 80s, I was about nine. Had a friend call me up, invited me to his house so he could clean my NES. Thought it was strange, but he was very insistent and I didn't want to argue. Brought it over. He started cleaning the NES. Asked me to get something from the kitchen. A butter knife, I think. I went. Found it after a few seconds of searching, brought it back. He said he was finished, left the NES on the top of his TV, and left the room to get something. Now, my NES looked very different. Stared at it a bit. It was missing a crack that had always been there. Looked on the floor where his NES was, and it had that crack. Effort tried the old switcheroo. I tensed up, didn't want to argue with the kid. Confrontation wasn't my strong point. I just switched them back as quickly as I could. Uh, he was gone for a while, actually had a lot of time. After he came back, told him I had to go, thanked him for cleaning, went home. After about 30 minutes, he called my house again. He asked me, which NES did I take home? Told him I took mine. He asked again, yeah, but did you take the one on the TV or the one on the floor? Just told him again, I took mine. He sounded defeated and said, all right, bye. You know, kids can be sneaky and, and obviously oh, yeah. in that case, that would be frustrating. We... Uh you know that happened with um that with me one time with the super nintendo some uh one kid tried to do that here in fort collins man i brought it out for the summer and one dude tried but his was like a weird like you know the way the sun would hit it if it's at where there was sunlight and it had like that yellowy you yeah. get like some of those yellow super nintendos that would kind of yellow a bit well mine was not like that but like all of a sudden my like i saw his his was and then like i saw him grabbing mine i said whoa 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 that that's mine but luckily i was smart and i wrote like initials in a sharpie under it so good good yeah. that saved me on that we used to do stuff like that too uh my uncles and i my uncle and i and his friends we would uh have these summers we would all do that little scam crap to each other with cds and you wouldn't know until you went to go play your cd like if we each had a I don't know, we'd say a docking CD. Um, and it's like if I had the mint condition one, that would piss my uncle off because he'd have like, uh, you know, back for the attack. His was all scratched up. But he'd wait to the day I'd go back to Nevada, flip them, and I wouldn't know until I got home. And I'd go, why is my CD all scratched? Oh, that son of a it bitch. It wasn't yours. <laughs> so, And we joke about it now, but there was a lot of flopping and swapping and and he would say, hey, you little effer, you swap this out. And I'd chuckle because he would do it to me. So between family, it was like good fun. It's funny now, but at the time, it used to piss me off. Yeah, sort of a running gag. Well, let's move on with... It's a crap! For instance, this one, uh, which I think is probably more of a misunderstanding, says, I pre-ordered a game from GameStop, and the clerk told me there was a $5 pre-order charge that would be taken out of the price when I picked it up. Went to pick up the game, had to pay full price. Hope you enjoyed scamming my nine-year-old that took a week to earn five precious dollars for mowing lawns. Ugh. Again, I think that was a miscommunication, if anything, just because of the fact that uh, GameStop does charge $5 pre-order charge and normally does come off. Um, you know, that's one of those things that you would just have to talk to a manager about. But don't be a Karen, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Ugh. All right, let's move on with... It's a crap! 
This one uh, scammed almost by an ex-girlfriend. Says, I was 15 minutes ahead of an ex-girlfriend getting to the bank to lock up my accounts. She came in and tried to clean them out. The bank stopped her and called the police, but she was able to talk her way out of it. And of course, you hear hear about those things all the time where... uh, you know, somebody feels slighted and they go and try and clean out the other person's bank account. And it's, yeah, it's pretty bad. No, that's, you know, I'm, I'm laughing, but it's not funny. I just, people are so ridiculous. Like, I, I, I kind of get afraid to ever want to get married again because everybody's great in the beginning. But then you hear horror stories. Like, I have a coworker and, and she's like, she was married for 24 years with this dude and they're going through divorce and he is like gung-ho on going after her 401k and I'm like, Jesus, man. That's oh, crazy. Like, at, pulling no stops. Yeah. I mean, you're no, you've been in that situation. You've been, you've been scam boned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's Bad. It's, it's one of those things that you got to just take those extra precautions. Now, here's another more traditional type of scam that, uh, unfortunately, Scammer! you see more recently. It's a crap! This from somebody who worked at Best Buy said, A customer came in demanding to speak with my manager regarding the TV he had ordered. The manager he asked for was Tammy, and we had no managers by that name nor pickup orders for this customer in our system. I asked for more details. The customer had responded to a Craigslist ad for an unbelievable price on a TV. The seller claimed to be a manager at our store and instructed him to make payment by purchasing gift cards for the asking price, then sending pics of the back of the gift cards to the seller. The customer did all this, then was advised the TV would be ready for pickup at our store. Needless to say, there was no TV for him. He demanded to speak to an actual manager who kindly informed him that he was SOL. He was just purely out of luck. I wish we could do that, man. There's a lot of people like that in the world. Anyone in our refunds department could tell you refunds. Refunds department uh, could tell you that, man. I even I've even thwarted a few, but then been overridden by someone above me, and I'm just like, oh my god, you're an idiot. <laughs> Remember that TV story I told you years ago? I'm not gonna. I don't have time to tell it now, but oh man, I did everything and I thwarted that guy, but uh, I lost. Yep. I lost that one. And then we took somebody else's TV bag. Oh, yeah. And then finally, it's a trap. Here's one that uh, if you're selling cars, I've sold many cars on Craigslist. This person, and it happens all the time, says, I was selling a car on Craigslist and got a call from this guy who seemed super interested. He followed up by text asking if it had a clean history. Next text, he sends me a link to what appeared to be an alternative to Carfax, asking me to get a history report for $30 before he drives out. I was literally putting my credit card info in before I paused to think about the website might be fake. Turns out it was only registered with ICANN that day. It was totally fake and, of course, a way just to earn 30 extra bucks calling people, sending them that. I mean, think about how much money they can make off of it. It's it's ridiculous. So, folks, be careful out there. There are scammers everywhere. And just, you know, if something doesn't smell right, it may not be right. So uh, give it a little extra thought. It's a trap. (laughs) Folks, when we come back, we are headed into the final segment of the show. It is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. It's the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Monday, December 14th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? No. Oh, Tony. No, I'm not. I'm just Tony, and mm. I didn't have a good soundbite for that, that one. Doomed us so all. We're going to have to say this. I doomed us, and you know who's not happy? Randy I told me Randy Savage is not happy with your decision, yeah. <laughs> well, folks, while you are there, <laughs> be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think, and tell your friends, because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. And speaking of sharing, uh, Kendra chimed in on our last segment. Tony was talking about uh, that he unknowingly owns a home in Nashville. Apparently, he's also on the board of directors for Papa John's. So, uh, you know, Tony, if that is actually true, I I expect some damn free pizzas. Well, yeah. Well, I'll make the pizzas better because they're not that great. There you go. Dude, Papa John's, man, it hurts my stomach every time. (laughs) I haven't had it in a while, but... uh, You you might as well, after I'm done eating it, you might as well call me Tootie Giuliani. (laughs) All right, Rudy. (laughs) All right, Rudy Tootie Giuliani. (laughs) Rudy Tootie! Well, with that being said, with that being said, well, with that being said, we like to drop a little knowledge being this said hopefully make you laugh at the same time it is time for this day in history crossing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head it's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat christian phoenix it's monday i'm tired tony's wacky but we're having fun nonetheless. oh yeah well and it's good is all we gotta do is make it like eight more minutes no technical difficulties today oh you said it that's always (laughs) a damn good day no yep (laughs) <laughs> All right, we'll find out. We're putting this to the test, baby. We're, we're testing it. Well, let's go ahead and kick things off with this day in 1582. Zeeland, Brabant, Netherlands adopts the Gregorian calendar. According to that, tomorrow is Christmas Day. That would make what? today Christmas Eve. Excellent! It's funny you bring up that soundbite tone. Up next, this day in 1812, the French invasion of Russia led by Napoleon Bonaparte officially ends with the French having lost as many as 530,000 people. Of course, how did he go celebrate? Well, getting a little piggly wiggly from Farrell's. Excellent! Excellent! <laughs> ah, it's just fun to play that sound bite. <sighs> we have it's fun. like surround sound. Mm-hmm. Ooh, from Nevada to Colorado and all in between. here's one where i've said many times i would not want to be the first person to do a lot of things in some cases it's pretty cool not in this one this day in 1911 norwegian rold amundsen's expedition is the first to reach the south pole of course he lost people on the way and who wants to go to the south pole anyway it's too damn cold down there Mm -hmm. goodbye yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> agree. Let's move on. This day in 1920. Ooh, a good year. Jack Dempsey knocks out Bill Brennan in 12 for heavyweight boxing title in New York City. And obviously Ooh. those, you know, back in the day of put up your dukes. 
K.O. Yeah, let's get some fisticuffs. K.O. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on this day in 1953. I know one of Tony's favorite players, the Brooklyn Dodgers signed pitcher Sandy Koufax. Mm-hmm. Sandy Koufax. It's a good thing Actually, he didn't play you know, for the uh, Cleveland baseball team or the Cleveland yeah, Indians. Yeah, that, the... that one team we can't talk about anymore. I know. The team from the movie Major League. <laughs> no, Sandy Koufax is legendary, man. I, I love all the old players and all that old-time baseball uh, history. It's awesome. It ticks me off that some of it's uh, omitted from history now, but I know, you know. But there's there's some cool stuff, and you know, like I might not be a Dodger fan, but you got to respect like where the Brooklyn Dodger history was and everything. It's all it's all it's all great. So yeah, I was thinking of an alternative for the former Cleveland Indians. They should now be the Cleveland team that shall not be named. Ooh, I like that. It's like and a have a little Voldemort. Have either, to... yeah. <laughs> Hello, Harry. Let's move on with this day in history. This day in 1969. Nice. Leaving on a jet plane, single sung by Peter, Paul, and Mary, written by John Denver, is number one on the U.S. Billboard's Hot Top 100. That John Denver, he's full of poop. He's full of poop, man. <laughs> Excellent. Speaking of music, this day in 1969 as well, the Jackson 5 make their first appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that Jackson Five got a lot of got a lot of teens happy then. Oh yeah, they did. Oh, can you see? Well, we all Back in 1988, on this day, boy, this is a Ooh, ton of money on you know, at like that period of time. Man. CBS's $1.1 billion bid wins exclusive 1990 to 1994 Major League Baseball rights. I guess during those uh, years, Major League Baseball was only on CBS. Oh, yeah! I didn't realize they didn't spread that out. You know, it was just like I was yesterday's old, years old. Well, it was actually a week in yesterday's old. Um, when I learned uh, why, like, NF. NFC games are aired on Fox and AFC games are on CBS. Well, it's contracts. I had no idea. CBS owns the rights to AFC, blah, blah, blah. Interpromotionals, they shake it up. So that's crazy with uh, Major League Baseball because now you catch it um, TBS, TNT, um, Fox gets them at times, but you don't see baseball games on ABC, NBC, or CBS. Currently. Exactly. No, I just remember growing up that uh, the Atlanta Braves games were always on TBS. And I think uh, yes. Ted Turner might have owned the Braves at that time, but you could always catch a Braves game. You could always catch a Braves game. And then if you had WGN, you could always catch a Cubs game. That's right. Yeah. Because they were WGN. Yeah. Yeah. Which was crazy, man. I remember back in the day, I hated when they won their one World Series and I used to watch WCW. And then it's like you'd watch WCW Saturday night, and it's always like, home of the, the world champion, the Atlanta Braves. I'd get sick of hearing that. <laughs> Not a big Braves fan, huh? No. no. I don't hate them, but I just at the time I was like, oh, shut up about the Braves. <laughs> but they had a hell of a good team, though. They did. They did. Well, let's move on this day in 1992. <laughs> Lennox Lewis is given the WBC title when Riddick Bowe refused to fight him. And again, I don't remember, I remember that happening. I don't remember the circumstances around it, but I remember Lennox Lewis was a 
terrifying fighter. I mean, about as good uh, as it gets. Yeah. All right, this day and night. Now, who is scarier, him or Tyson? Ooh. Mike Tyson? Tyson. Tyson's scary, man. Yeah. yeah. He's still scary. He seems like he'd be kind nice of guy. a hoot to hang around nowadays, but definitely frightening. Oh, totally. Speaking of frightening, this day in 1993, Philadelphia, one of the first mainstream films about AIDS, directed by Jonathan Demme, starring Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington, premieres in Century City, California. I remember how uh, monumental that movie was in you know dealing with the AIDS, uh, you know, the virus and and its toll on people, and uh, it was a really well done movie. It was. I don't remember it too well because I don't think I've seen it since I was a young man. So. It's not something I'm going to go rush out and watch again. So Yeah, it makes sense. But stood stood the test of time. Good job. Speaking of movie premieres this day in 2015, Star Wars The Force Awakens, directed by J.J. Abrams, starring Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, and Harrison Ford, has its world premiere at the TCL Chinese Theater in Los Angeles. And I remember how excited I was for you know a new trilogy of star wars oh, movies God. yes they were entertaining they weren't the best by any means but uh <sighs> i think at least that and first that one, one was yeah. that one was really good though like i enjoyed the hell out of it yeah it was a new hope redone like it was reimagined yeah. essentially but damn it was that one was really good though i enjoyed it too like I, I I enjoyed the hell out of it. It's when we started to get to the uh, sequels to that one. Then, then it got a little questionable. <laughs> yep. And then finally, before we close out the show, we like to run down a few of today's holidays. Holiday. <laughs> 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 All right, for instance. You guys are not subjected to my terrible Adam Sandler one. Exactly. Holiday. Today is free shipping day. Hopefully that's oh, the Oh, hell yeah. I better get my gifts out. <laughs> it is Green Monday, apparently a lot like Cyber Monday. It is Roast Chestnut Day. Roast them over those open <laughs> fire. Today is National Booyah Base Day, a fish stew. Booyah. Yummy. And uh, Monkey Day. Booyah. International <laughs> Monkey Day. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> that, that does it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode and Animal Tales. Enjoy your Monday, folks. 